0: I've been a liar, been a thief, been a lover, been a cheat All my sins need holy water, feel it washing over me A little one, I don't want to admit to something If all it's gonna cause is pain Truth in my lies, right now are falling like the rain Welcome so into Defeating the Curse, run. two-man show this morning to catch black. Steve is back from the dead, and I am as well for those that think we are petty people, yes, we are petty people. The Dumdums recorded a podcast yesterday and proceeded to fire both Steve and myself. Steve, can we fire them back?
1: Um, We can do worse. I didn't even listen to their poo-poo show. <laughs> That's the first I'm hearing about this firing because I'm not going to... I'm not going to invest the 12 minutes to listen to it. So
0: It is a new day at Defeating the Curse. I can already see two shows coming out of one moving forward. Uh, I want to give them a little bit of credit, though, because they did sack up and actually record a show. Um, my life has been crazy. Your life has been crazy. Their lives have also been crazy. Not Not so much FP. I mean, Tinder can only be so crazy. However... I will give them a lot of credit for uh, for reviving the spirit of DTC. It's basically been on hiatus, more or less, since the Redskins season ended. And that's okay, because it, it crushed us. Well, you've been missing since the playoffs, uh, since the baseball playoffs ended. No, sorry. You've been missing since the Nats season <laughs> ended. It's been However, a nuclear winter. <laughs> yeah, for some of us, for you, for sure. Uh, we still had hope up until, I think, uh, what, the last three or four games with the skins, but then the wheels really did come off, and the curse won for sure. Uh, 2018, I, I don't think the curse will be defeated in 2018. I think we're still in business for at least one more year. However, it's a new year. There's new hope, new optimism. We've been doing the show now for for one calendar year, which is awesome to think about. And there's a lot of great things happening in DC in 2018. The highlight has got to be the All Star Game, and and it's we're talking about baseball in January, especially with the Super Bowl, basically ten days or however many days out. Um, but we do need to talk about baseball a little bit. I know, I mean, first, have you recovered from the shenanigans of uh, October? Are are you back? Do do you believe in the Nationals again? Yeah, yeah,
1: I totally <laughs> recovered. And I, 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 mean, we have short memories here in D.C. That's kind of what uh, gets us through life here. It gets us through the cold, cold, harsh winters. Uh, yeah, spring is, is, is in the air. I mean, uh, uh, the boys are headed back to uh, Mar-a-Lago Land in West Palm Beach, and uh, uh, I like the I shout mean, out. I'll leave it. Pitchers, there. I, <laughs> I won't tell your wife, catch- but I, I like pitch- the shout out. Pictures and catches report in a couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, it's it's the you know the hope of a, a new year.
0: How do you feel uh, about the new manager? In two words, uh, uh, annoyed. Lots
1: of potential. That's three. I know, but uh, a lot of potential. How about that? That's two.
0: That's still three. Uh, a lot of potential. Uh,
1: I, I, I think uh, is a solid hire. I think he's not splashy. I think there were obviously other kind of splashier choices. Choices, and I think you know part of what's working against him is kind of the stain of how things went with Dusty, and so I think that's kind of unfair to. to you know, project that onto, you know, Martinez. So I think
0: you sir uh, are completely blinded by what's happening in front of you. The learners could have brought back dusty and nobody would have blinked an eye. They would have said, you know what? He got close. He's certainly built and managed a a strong team. Let's give him one more shot. There's really, there was no reason to get rid of dusty. However, however, typical learner fashion, they dump him to save money. This is all about money.
1: No, I, I don't think it is. I, I, I will push back on that. I don't think it's about money. I think uh, you know, they look at a roster that is stacked by every uh, you know assessment and, and everyone who's looked at it. It's a roster that's stacked that when we needed Dusty the most, and we won't rehash some of the things he did in that, that five-game series against the Cubs, when, when we needed him the most, he couldn't get it done. He made
0: done. one wrong decision. I'm not even going to say it was a bad decision because at the time... Putting your ace out there wasn't the wrong decision. It just was a bad decision. But it's I don't think it's fair that we hold that as the the cornerstone of judgment against Dusty. It doesn't make sense to me. He's been too good for too long. And then you know, and on local radio here, your boys Grant and Danny are always complaining about who's batting in the two spot and whatever. You know what? It turns out that none of that stuff matters because the Nats will it be doesn't. there. The Nats will be there at the end. And right, you just
1: made the case that Dusty really didn't do anything because you're right. Either way, the Nats are going to be there in the end. What matters is in the end, can you get them over the hump? And Dusty has not proven that. And I think that that was a simple uh, of a decision as, as could be. And I'm not saying it was. You couldn't argue against it. I'm saying I understand it. And I think look, this year is a pressure pack year. I mean, we feel it all around the stadium already. It's January 26th, I and mean, you feel it because Bryce's is is you know he's got his one-way ticket out and a lot of guys are getting older and you got players coming up that you're going to need to re-up you talking about murph and and uh you know what to do about worth and things like that so you know it's a pressure-packed year so you can't mess around with a guy who you don't think uh you know can get them over the hump and who's had his opportunity it's it's
0: i didn't know you were so down on dusty i I thought it was the it was a no brainer to bring him. Well, what was I he asking? Have the personal,
1: for? Not to have the mention personal thing because Dusty's always good to my kid. Okay, now that he's gone, I, I got no personal connection.
0: He's got an odd shaped body. I don't know if that counts against him. He kind of looks like an egg with legs. He's a weird he, shaped uh, body.
1: He's he's pretty top heavy.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> let's not get into body. I mean, uh, maybe this is the right time to segue into some of the things going on in your life about uh, people that may or may not be top heavy. Um, that may or may not be watching your children. I, I don't know what allegations but.
1: are being spewed on me right now, okay? But I don't know who Stormy Daniels is. I've never been uh, uh, to South Carolina to a strip club. I don't even know what's That
0: going. is two references to POTUS now coming from the uh, from the liberal side of the house here on DTV.
1: I'm dropping her because she'll be on the Kimmel show after the State of the Union, okay? That's breaking news right here.
0: Listen, man, it wasn't just POTUS. Your boy Big Ben. Uh, dipped into the same, dipped his toe in the same pool. Okay. So many, many, many (laughs) other people, but that's for a different defeating the curse podcast um, where DTC stands for something completely different Um, on the Nats though. Let's close out this Nats topic. Uh, This is a big year for DC, the all-star game, all-star weekend, all-star festivities, all that stuff is coming into DC. It's a big year for us. We are very close to getting half season credentials all the time, full time, full access credentials, and hopefully that's a springboard into you know somebody paying our salaries to cover sports. But it's a big year for us too, um, and I think it. You know, you were talking about, you know, possibly taking a trip south to spring training. We were trying to get it covered. Did it materialize? Will DTC be at? Let's break some news. Will you be at spring training?
1: DTC will have some representation on on a personal note. I will be at uh, West Palm Beach Spring Training on March 6th, 7th, and 8th. Uh, I will be taking a father-son trip. Okay, not as much business, a little bit more pleasure, but uh, me and my three-year-old, three-and-a-half-year-old, actually for his birthday. His birthday is in March, so uh, for his fourth birthday, we'll be going down and we'll check out. uh, I'm super uh, stoked to go. I've I've heard only amazing things about the ballpark uh, at the Palms. Uh, I heard... incredible. And of course, they're sharing the ballpark with the World Series champions. So uh, we'll see them on Tuesday, uh, the Astros. And then uh, Thursday, Mr. Tebow and the Mets will be playing. So we'll do that. And we'll go to the game early, try to get the players. I hear there's amazing player access. Uh, I mean, I think it's something that needs to become uh, more of a staple of, of, you know, and especially it's a great father-son thing. It's a great family thing. You get the beach down in, in West Palm Beach. So yeah, I will be there. I will be covering it uh, as my iPhone 10 can can uh, accommodate.
0: Listen, I put a plug in for Apple. Okay, I'm, if I uh, could put a plug
1: in for Amazon, uh, bringing their headquarters down to Navy Yard, <laughs> let me do that as well. Okay,
0: we we appreciate you covering. We appreciate you taking the trip on your own dollar to cover uh, spring training. But I do what uh, I can. <clears throat> Team player l- over here. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little excited about baseball season, only because the wizard season is completely completely come uh, gone sideways. I really can't talk. NBA with you or Wizards, so you can go ahead and mute your microphone, and I'll just I'll just take it from here. Uh, but in short Congrats form, to the All Stars, yeah, congrats, exactly. Congrats to the two guys who lead the team, John Wall, Bradley Beal, both making the All Star team, and no congrats. Uh, the the you know there's no way to not clap for somebody, but I'm not clapping for either of them. Last week, did you see this report last week that they had a players only meeting? Other. Well, they don't hate each other, but they're closer to a. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook relationship than they are to a Michael Scotty relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. Like they just they drive on the court, they they get by, but it's clear that they're not always eye to eye off the court. But last week they called for a players only meeting, and Bradley literally walked out and then told a reporter, "I'm not sure why we met." Like that is like if you're not sure why you why you met as one of the leaders of the team, you should just really keep it to yourself. Now. That was slightly better than what happened in Cleveland. Did you see this story? That uh, Isaiah Love. Thomas basically called out Kevin Love for not playing through an illness. The irony, of course, being that Isaiah Thomas has played like two games this year because he's been nursing an injury and people are getting on him saying, well, if you were this injured, then why did you make that big push for a contract? And certainly, had you gotten paid, you probably would have played. So the irony is is too much... Uh, it's it's so heavy and hot and heavy out in Cleveland. Uh, Kevin Love's gonna get traded for sure. Locally here, I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see Ernie. I have no faith in Ernie, just like I have no faith in Bruce. But he's gonna have to make a trade too because the Wizards just look. They look bad. They look old. They look slow. They look not interested. They 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 play as if they are. They play as if they think they're better than they are. If that makes any sense, it's it's reminiscent of like rec league ball where everybody thinks. As you can say, they, that's, that's Team Black in two thousand and six. That's right. They, not to be racist, but they, uh, you know, they, <laughs> <laughs> they, they think that they're jumping. You know, they think that it's me and you, and, and we're we're actually close to dunking the ball. When reality, we're, we're not that close to dunking the ball. They they just play and and they carry themselves like a team that thinks it's better than it is. I mean, they were one win away from fifty last year. They're not going to get close to that this year. I I, I can't see it happening. They were one game away from the conference finals. Right now, they're they're not even playing. I mean, right now, they're not the seventh or eighth best team, the way they're playing. They're just not. They've lost to the Mavs twice. They've lost to the Bucks twice. The, the same Bucks who just fired their coach. Like, they are like an actual mess. They can compete with the best, but they lose to the worst. And that's literally the worst place you can be as an NBA team. So I'm not encouraged by what I'm seeing, you know, a few weeks back. We did do a Christmas show or some show right after Christmas, and LP and I talked about it. We said, you know what, they're playing well, they're okay, let's not trade anybody. I've come full circle on that. They're going to have to make a shift. Um, you know, I, I'm, I am a fan of the Polish Hammer, but he's not giving them the post-presence they need. John Wall's got to get back to just basketball. He signed that Supermax deal. You know, We expect Supermax performance, and, and that, that doesn't mean staring down random point guards in the second quarter you know, you can you can do that stuff in the playoffs. You can do that stuff when you're on national TV. But I don't want to see it when you're down 15 to the to the Mavs. I just don't want to see it. Like you got to handle your business. And Bradley Beal needs to wake up. He's he's becoming an all, he's literally he is an all star, but he's he's on the prep the precipice of becoming a superstar. But he needs to deliver more consistently, and he he just needs to be more aware of what he's saying and how he's saying it. Because to walk out of a players only meeting. If he had no comment or didn't know what to say, he should have just said, "I have no comment." But to come out and say, "I'm not sure why we met," undermines his own ability to lead. It's it's so dumb, and it's so frustrating. But that's where we are right now with the with the Wizards. I mean, it's 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 not but, a good look,
1: right? And 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 you just said that's where we are with the Wizards. But then you also brought the Cavs, and uh, you know, to me, this speaks to a much bigger problem. And again, I can't speak to the specifics of of everything, but. I'll put on my, my grumpy old man hat right now and say this is a new phenomenon in the NBA where uh, teams – and these are collective teams are so soft that they crumble at the first sight of any type of of, of adversity. I mean you look at uh, – you know, and, and it's really started with – I feel like it started in the early 2000s with the Laker, with the, the Shaq-Kobe Lakers. You bite your tongue. And, <laughs> that's that's uh, i mean that's a new phenomenon i mean you look at the, the 90s and of course the the jordan pippen bulls they really never had adversity because they were winning all the time but you look at like the the reggie miller pacers rick smiths and, and and antonio davis and those guys you know those they, are 2000s just,
0: teams rick no 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 what you're talking about engine, is a phenomenon that started with the, lebron the Patrick
1: ewing john starks i mean you talk about the the you know the Hakeem Rockets, the Ewing Knicks. I mean, these teams weren't winning every game, every season, every championship. They went through adversity and they fought through it, and they didn't blow up the team. That's what I'm saying. Is you're talking, we got to blow up the team right away. Uh, the Cavs got to blow up Kevin Love. Uh, you know, if Golden State starts losing, they got to blow up the ship. Like, you know, this is a new thing where now we, the NBA and this new NBA has the capability to blow up and rebuild so quickly. Yes, that. That wasn't a thing in the past where, you know, you were going to be stuck in, in years and years and years of, of uh, you know, mediocrity and even worse. So uh, it's weird that, you know, these all player only meetings and, and just to speak to the player only meeting, it's really hard to screw up a player's <laughs>
0: meeting. Absolutely.
1: I mean, everyone is coming with the same premise to write the ship. So if you're not able to write the ship after a player's only meeting, there's really nowhere to go after that
0: it's a problem all around the players only meeting going sideways is is completely inexcusable i mean as the leaders of the team if you call for that meeting you better have an agenda and you better you better walk through it and talk about whatever it is that you you gather to talk about for beal to walk out and say we really didn't accomplish anything and i'm not sure why we met you're better off not not have having had the meeting yeah you know or admitted that you had it absolutely you know and and the Cavs are a mess. I mean, Ty Lu is involved now, trying to like they're they're a mess. But frankly, anywhere LeBron goes has become a mess. And and you know you saw you saw bits and pieces of that in Miami, but certainly since his return to Cleveland, you know he managed the Cleveland Cavaliers before he left, and he left them in a in a mess. They they, they drafted Kyrie like the Kyrie thing for me, and I brought this up. I think with uh, so. LP and I recorded a podcast like 10 days ago, but he didn't hit record, so it didn't. It never got posted. And uh, I, w- I wasn't salty about it, but on that podcast, we talked about Kyrie at length. This is a guy who Cleveland gravitated towards post-LeBron, and, and we're seeing now just how good and how capable he is, and everybody wanted to paint him as the bad guy that wanted out of Cleveland, when in reality, what leaked was that LeBron approached management to trade Kyrie to the Pacers in exchange for Paul George. And that's when, when Kyrie got wind of it. He basically approached them quietly and said, please trade me. I don't want to be here anymore. No hard feelings, but I, I can't coexist. And I want to be in a place where the star of the team doesn't appreciate what I'm doing and what I'm bringing. And now he ends up in Boston. and look, look at the Celtics and what they're, what they're accomplishing. So LeBron is his own mess. And this is the mess that he's made. And he gets to own 100% of it. So I don't feel bad for him but i look at the wizards my hometown team a team that i've been a fan of for a long long time through thick and thin more 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 bad times than good to see them get so close last year and to see them play so flat this year is it's it's hard it really is hard and i have no faith in ernie but he's going to have to do something to right the ship and and you know i don't know what it is about general management in this town the caps seem to be able to get by with less talent the wizards seem to be able to not get by or, or have to make a move this year even though they had the same talent and the Redskins you know just a word on the skins they achieved a lot this year with no talent or very very limited talent and the inept front office is going to be the downfall of, of, of that franchise and I think in this case I think Ted is going to have to take a personal interest in the Wizards too because they're, they're too close but um, let's let's shift one more time here last topic for today just a few minutes on the Super Bowl I will be the first to admit, and I told the boys this uh, a couple weeks back, I haven't watched a whole lot of of the NFL. I think the NFL's in a lot of trouble. A lot of people mm-hmm. aren't watching. Um, you can say whatever you want about the, the the taking a knee, and obviously you and I were on TV discussing that at one point here locally on CBS, and, and I said then, and I still stand by it, that whether you think it's okay or not, the vast majority of this country d- is not okay with it, and 23 million people... Last week, 23 million less people watched football last week, Championship Week, than the year before. That is a lot of people. The NFL on the whole is down 19% in viewership than last year. Maybe it's not. Maybe you know part of it may be attributed to something else, but the bulk of it is the is the player protest at the beginning of the year. I think the NFL is in a lot of trouble personally, but we do have a Super Bowl to talk about as well. You know, maybe next week we'll do a a full blown preview of it, but. I'm interested to get your take on the numbers, how much NFL you've watched, and your early favorite for the Super Bowl.
1: Well, well, I'll just uh, uh, you know, trouble is a relative term for a multi-trillion-dollar industry, right? So uh, I can agree with all of your premise that yes, the NFL viewership is down, attendance is down, enthusiasm is down, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's like when you know Walmart. You know, has has a, a slight dip in sales for a month, right? They say they're in trouble. Well, it's still multi, you know, you know, billion dollar industry. So, um, you know, I, I, I. But as just, uh, you know, a specific, uh, you know, thing. I didn't watch as much football as I thought I would. I mean, Championship Sunday is generally, you know, the best Sunday of the year. I mean, you get the four best teams playing in a three o'clock and six thirty prime time kind of slots on a Sunday night. It's amazing. Normally, I mean, we've seen some epic showdowns, Patriots, Colts, Broncos, uh, Steelers, uh, you know, some great games. And this year it it obviously didn't have the star power. Again, I think star power is a big thing um, in in professional sports. I think you see the NBA really plays up their star power, NFL, not so much. Um, I think the quality of the play is, 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 Uh, is going down is declining uh so i think there's a a multitude of factors uh but i did watch uh, the majority of the games i think i came late um i mean i think i definitely left the eagles game early in terms of uh, you know watch on tv uh jags pass was a very good game very predictable in the sense of the pats coming back Uh, i think everyone saw that from a mile away i think the officiating was really sketchy i think there was some really bad calls and i don't Not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think it's rigged. I think it's just some really bad officiating, which also affects the quality of the game. Um, So jags pass was a good game. Eagles, uh, uh, you know, game not so much. But in terms of a Super Bowl, I think uh, I hate this, right, because we hate both teams and and, and we hate both teams. But um, this could shape up to look a lot like another NFC East team playing against the Pats in the Super Bowl. I think... Uh, this could be a Giants-Pats type game. I'm talking about the first one, uh, that 17-14 game, where I think the key is that Eagles front four. That if Fletcher Cox and and the studs up front are able to get pressure on Brady, we saw it with the Jags. The yeah, Jags did it, uh, you know, for a half. They couldn't do it for a whole game. But if they can make Brady uncomfortable in the pocket, this is not a secret. If if two, you know, armchair coaches like us are seeing this this is so obvious if you can make brady uncomfortable in the pocket with just the front four right you can't blitz because brady will kill the blitz he will get those short crossing routes he will get amandola he'll get uh james white out in 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 space and he'll kill you so you can't blitz brady you gotta trust your front four to get pressure on him push the pocket back from from you know the interior and it can make his life miserable and he looked really bad in that first half so i think they can do that. I think Philly can run on, on on them. I think a J and and you know the way they, they can get guys out in space. I think they have a good balanced offense. I don't think Malcolm Butler. I don't think these guys are going to be able to stay with someone like Alshon, who's got a little bit more size. I think if Foles can play the way he played, uh, you know, on, on Sunday, then they have got a shot. I mean, I think this defense is going to keep them in it the whole game.
0: I, I don't disagree with you. I, I find myself in a in a weird spot because I, I can't cheer for the Eagles. I don't think any of us can cheer for them. No. Nope. I also really can't cheer. Like I, I I like cheering for greatness. Sometimes it's hard with Brady and the Pats. It's really hard with Brady just given the history of Spygate, Deflate Gate, all that stuff. Um. But the guy has been to eight Super Bowls in sixteen years. Like we're never gonna see that again in our life. And I, you know, I, I'm really torn. So I'm not really cheering for anybody. I'd like to see a good game, of course. Um, but I agree with you. If the Eagles get pressure up front the way the Jags did in the first half last week, um, I, I think LeGarrette Blunt's going to run with a little bit extra. You know, I think I think there's something in there too when you're facing mm-hmm. your old team with all of with everything on the line. I mean, could you imagine? Like LeGarrette Blount may have back-to-back Super Bowl rings with two different teams. That, that's awesome, especially for a running back, uh, one that was considered to be washed up when he went to the Patriots, so much to the point that the Patriots didn't want him back. So I think that's a really interesting story. Carson Wentz, as a human being, I'm blown away by him. Like, I, I love what he stands for. I love how he operates. And Nick Foles, if he pulls this out, he's going to belong. He's going to go in as – I mean, he'll be a backup quarterback who won a Super Bowl, and he'll belong in the the pantheon of great, um, of great Philly quarterbacks, which is incredible in its own right. So I, I'm excited to see what happens moving forward. But um, it's the Super Bowl. I mean, and, and you know – it's weird because I'm not excited to see the ultra-progressive uh, commercials this year. Last year, it was all about uh, anti-Trump stuff and borders and whatever. So I'm expecting a lot more of that. And I don't really – I don't have a rooting interest in the game. So it will probably be the first Super Bowl I don't watch very closely, but that's okay. Um,
1: I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Oprah announce her 2020 run.
0: Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know. Hey, hey don't maybe mess Maybe as the Harpo. Rock's running mate.
1: Don't, don't say a bad word about Harpo.
0: I will not. I will not. Um, I'm all done. You got anything else on the on the, the sheet here you want to work through? Anything else yeah, going right on in right your up. personal life you want to bring up?
1: Always a pleasure to see you. Always a pleasure to be around,
0: okay? Yeah, likewise. Welcome back. Better. How about that? Yeah, well, I mean, it's clear. If, if they're going to have shows, if, if uh, Dumb and Dumber are going to have shows and fire us, then we're going to have... Uh, I mean, this is how petty like. I said, we we stopped our lives this morning to record a show just because they recorded a show. So, um, hey,
1: hey, numbers don't lie. Okay, let's just just pump up those numbers. Okay,
0: uh, yeah, that's right. As soon as this gets posted, we'll be retweeting it everywhere. But thank you, thank you for making time this morning. I'm. Honestly, it's exciting to be back and talking about sports. I did miss podcasting. Hopefully we can find uh, – not hopefully. We will find a regular time slot moving forward. So I'm looking forward for – 2018 is going to be a good year, I think, for our podcast, for our website, for our brand, yep, yep. and uh, hopefully for the Nationals. I mean, they're, they are the best-equipped yes. team right now to defeat the curse, and, and we'll certainly be cheering for them. And it's just around the corner the start of the season. So uh, amen um, to that. Have a good one. Until next week, this has been DTC. We are out.